0: With the big mouth. Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Plastic People podcast. It is the podcast which is about tiny plastic people. This week, I am your host, James, and I am joined by three lovely other hobbyists from the worlds of hobby which we find on the internet excellent so we are the podcast of tinyplasticpeople.com it is a community podcast a community podcast and a community website you find articles there and you find people like us on the podcast i think that's enough of me talking about those things so let's go over to let people introduce themselves so at the top of my screen i have drew hello Hello, Drew. How are you today?
1: I'm all right. I'm surprisingly tired for it being a Monday, which is, I don't know, is this letting people see behind the curtain for when we record, and then also how long it takes us to edit things?
0: Mondays can exist anytime you like them, too. So, to my right on my little video screen, I'm joined by Rachel, aka Nursh. Uh Hello. I'm back. Yeah, back.
2: Happy to be here
0: amazing. Convincing.
2: Oh, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Monday beautiful evening. evening.
0: Excellent. And chuckling away to my top left is Pete, aka Fienia from Discord.
3: Hi, I'm that one. I'm painting a hell drake right now. How are you?
0: Not painting a hell drake. So, as always, we like to start with a little bit of the stuff we call just talking about hobby and stuff. So um which one of you would like to start before i nominate someone
3: hmm well i'm painting a hell right now you're
0: painting a hell drake okay
3: <laughs> what else have you done well i recently i finished painting every single horus heresy miniature that exists, that i exist that i own um <laughs> that exists in my house because apparently there's some new Boris, Heresy thing's Thing is coming soon, and I'm quite excited about it. Don't know about the rest we of you guys. We have heard the rumours. Mm, the rumours, the reveals, the Tiny Plastic People special featuring two of us. Were you on it as well? Oh, no, I no, was I, I was hiding. Yeah. Well, this is before we discovered that you're a secret night lord simp, Rach, so, you know, you'll, you'll be on episode <laughs> two, I imagine in Conrad curse. Silence um, Speaks Volumes
2: this, he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a beautiful man
0: it, By it, the time this podcast awesome. comes out it will probably be, I don't know Heresy will be out and everyone will be bored of it
3: It'll be out I will never be bored of it I will never log off the battlefield to the Who 31st you millennium
1: YouTube expressions are correct and it's it's terrible for various reasons
3: don't listen to the thumbnail no. heads like steer you astray. Heresy
0: is broken.
3: <laughs> I I think YouTube probably peaked when it was that guy that said his Uber driver sucked him off. Everything else since then is downhill.
0: I think it was downhill
3: before... The- <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That's 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 probably not that relevant to hobby. Um, yeah, so <laughs> after, after having finished a few random 30k vehicles and characters that I had knocking around, um, Black Legion, I don't know, that's kind of the closest I can get. That's my 30k methadone right now. Um, but also painting a lot of black and gold takes effing forever. So um, yeah, this Hell Drake has, has been a sort of millstone around my neck. is very gradually flapping away into completion
2: are you telling me i could be hobbying during the podcast recording as well
3: i i i see podcast recording sessions as merely just an excuse to paint things
2: you
0: need to optimize your hobby
3: time (laughs) i also
2: if if you hear lots of clattering that's me trying to Rearrange my desk so that I can do anything.
3: There's nothing more um, um, evocative for a podcast to have than the swish of paint water in the background.
2: Unfortunately, that's the hobby ASMR channel. As we discussed before, <laughs> RTX voice will take
1: away well, all of that. It's taken away so Even- much from yeah. us. Because if it doesn't, and it's really bad to edit, I'm going to leave all your mouth noises in and uh, as a punishment for, <laughs> for hobbying. <laughs> Is that not why people listen
3: to the podcast? <laughs>
0: Come for the hobby, yeah. stay for the why,
2: why else? Why else did I drink an entire <laughs> pint of milk before
1: I come here?
3: Uh, so yeah, I'm just all Space Marine all the time. Have
1: you played any games then with your Space Marines all the time?
3: No, finished, I finished painting all my Tyranids recently. I've been getting a couple of games with them um, from our community meetup a few weeks ago and then played a game with Podcasts Crunchy recently as well. Um but no, I haven't I haven't ever played a game with my Chaos Space Marines, actually. Not ever once. Have you not? No. Just waiting for the overpowered rules to come out when they get a have, codex. Have we not clearly.
1: played I'm sure I've played your Black Legion.
3: Mm, you have played, and I believe this was the first ever role models meetup, uh Dynes' Black Legion alongside my Death Guard. Did
1: I not play I don't Remember um, That? Your the two marines you get from, and um, Blackstone Fortress.
3: Ah, yes. Okay, so technically there were some Black Legion miniatures on the table. Yes, because that that was again a Death Guard army that had the Blackstone Fortress models with it, which yeah has three space marines
1: and some cultist friends. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, my you got me there, totally Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on a technicality, admit, Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes. Much, style mu- mu- flashback.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the mind palace of three, <laughs> four years ago. Jesus, it was probably four. Twenty
0: eighteen.
3: Yeah, disgusting. It is disgusting. But mu- yeah, mu- much, much like that game. I have to admit defeat. I do remember that I lost that game.
0: <laughs> so, have you been up to anything else other than gold trim and heresy, boys?
3: Mm, well, yeah, as I say, I painted a Tyranid's army recently from basically zero. Did you slip that in, uh, or did we just miss that? Uh, I mentioned it briefly.
0: It's just a little heresy army. A little heresy army, army and a little Tyranid's army.
3: Yeah, it was, I don't know, 80 miniatures or so. Just 80 miniatures, yeah. yeah. You know, it's ch- chicken feed, as our as our illustrious political class might say.
0: Well, I'm frankly second. <laughs>
3: <laughs> As well you should be. Uh
0: let's jump over to Rachel. What have you been up to in the uh hobby world?
2: Um I have been painting lots of uh <sighs> so the old name for it was um it's completely over my head. Yes. Garden of Moor, thank you, Peter. Um, it's the old sort of um, graveyard terrain from Warhammer Fantasy and it's, uh, it's sort of been repackaged in various forms over the year, years um, for Age of Sigmar. Uh, and it's just a bunch of tombs and fences that go with them and stuff like that. And I had a huge box and I've just been painting that, um, which took a lot longer than I was hoping it would. Because um, there's just so many little bits of detail. Ugh. It's, anyway, it's I've way got, more detailed yeah. than
3: you expect, isn't it? Like it, it all, really the, is. all the roses—that's the thing mm-hmm. I mostly remember.
2: Yeah, uh, like I wasn't painting them particularly. I wasn't trying particularly hard on all those little details because you don't really notice them with terrain, anyway. So, but even still, it's just—it was a huge volume. Of stuff to do and uh, it took me ages and uh, I'm very glad it's over. <laughs> Although I'm already thinking of like things I can do to make them better, like add some flock or mossy bits or something. It does look good I though, because
3: you've, you've gone yeah. for this cool, like um, is it a metallic-y roof <laughs> sort of situation?
2: Uh, yeah, so the, the like roofs of the um, tombs or whatever are supposed to be sort of... Um, death house. Death copper right so they're all Mm -hmm. very greased um and that was just uh i think i started with like a brown a sort of coppery brown um non-metallic paint and then uh splattered it with um lilac oxide great paint Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. if you're doing if you're doing copper oxide stuff um and then just uh did a big sort of heavy dry brush with um Sycorex bronze, uh or you know, the the um bronze slash copper color paint of your choice Um yeah, and then like the the stone is all um uh it's sort of like a, a transition from a very dark purple <clears throat> up through a sort of uh slightly purpley blue um into uh, sort of turquoise. Um just or sort of series of dry brushing steps which is very fun and satisfying to do but when you're doing it on like <laughs> I don't know how many how many separate pieces of terrain is that it's got to be a like lot of 50, 50 unique pieces <clears throat> it, uh, it took a long time um, yeah and having finished that for some reason I just couldn't quit uh, the death theme and I'm now painting um, a necromancer and a white king, uh, which are two models I think are just absolutely amazing, so characterful. Um, these are the ones, the GW ones. Um, they, I've only just started them, so I don't. Know. But yeah, and like they're they're like super cheap for characters.
3: I think the necromancer is possibly the cheapest plastic character that GW still sell for whatever Banshees reason.
2: she's aren't that yeah, as well. Very, yeah very high quality impulse buy that one
0: and resistant to inflation don't know if he
2: will ever make it into an army but you know he will look cool um apart from that played the first game with the new Hunt Paltom last night oh not last night yesterday um which is really fun uh they are much more powerful but more importantly much like just more fun to kind of play with they have better more theme-y rules um
3: what's the key yeah. the key change to them for somebody that doesn't uh, really keep up with this stuff
2: it's kind of hard to pick out one specific thing cuz like previously uh previously they are like allegiance abilities page which is like the rules that apply mm. to the whole army um were uh kind of like two things. Um like everything is ethereal, which means yeah. that they like they like you can't rend them. Yeah. Um, but also that they can't they can't modify their own saves. Um so you're kind of stuck. If you have a five up save or a four mm. up save, you're just stuck with that. Yeah. Never gets better um, or worse. And the other like main ability that they all had was that when you charged, if the Natural result of the dice was ten or more. <clears throat> you just got to immediately fight in the charge phase, which is like
3: oh yes,
2: which which was like super cool when it went off, but like it's so rare right. that it happens that you can't really rely on it. And um, yeah, and uh, what they've done now is uh, they've made ethereal better in like three ways. They've made it so that you just have a ward of six up like all the time you don't need to hang around your heroes anymore to get that ward um so you're even you're a bit more tough uh you can retreat and charge which is like it's huge especially since um they've changed the charging thing so that now uh it's it's not only on a 10 up that something special happens it's like on a I can't remember the specific numbers but on like a um four to seven you um like the the target enemy will like not be able to hit you as easily on a like above that they um they have minus one to their saves and uh if you get like a 10 11 12 then they fight last Uh. and like all of the all of these things can stack so you want to just like always be retreating and always be charging everything all Mm -hmm. at once (laughs) so you get that
0: real like swooshy in and like swooshy out casper the ghost yeah because
2: like like what 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 i was finding in the game yesterday was that like um like a lot of the units in the army don't have like they're not like particularly durable they're not like particularly they've got lots of healing but they're not that tough ultimately um and they don't have like amazing attacks. They have pretty reasonable attacks. Um, but all of like so much of their sort of, threat level comes from just multiple units charging in all at once, right. stacking all of these debuffs on the target. And then like like they're fighting last. They they have like just like an effective um three points of rend on them. they can't like stop your crappy little chain rasps from hitting them it's uh it's very it's very satisfying Uh, it is a bit like i guess like the one sorry the main problem is like um because you always want to retreat and charge to get those bonuses then that means you're basically going to be touching your whole army three times (laughs) in your turn like, what? the first time to retreat the second time to charge and then the third time to pile in when you're actually fighting which is kind of a recipe for slow play but it's okay
3: yeah i guess i guess most of the time you're just going to be retreating like you know just out of combat right so oh yeah
2: yeah you're, you're literally backing up yeah, like, yeah
3: absolute minimum so it could, could be a lot worse <laughs> especially if you're using um movement trays as, as sensible people do
2: yeah. And I never do. Yeah, although, like, uh, kind of the way that of Sigmar like, works, I kind of always find, like, I end up taking things off the. Yeah, just, that's just, like, true. Pile in effectively. And in like it's always really fiddly. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, fortunately, the army has ways of playing that aren't um, reliant on lots of tiny little 25mm base guys. You can have a, a more elite army where you're moving less. Oh, the oh, days of
3: a shitload of the big um, ghosts back. What are they called? Mourn Ghouls? Something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Ghouls
2: are the, for- the Forge World. Yeah, right yeah.
3: That was I'm like... not sure
2: if they're even still on sale.
3: Oh, yeah. maybe they're legends. Oh, the big one.
2: I hope so. I hate the big that man man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot
3: of people do. A lot of people do. It is quite different to a lot of Nighthaunt stuff, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really fit the the aesthetic, which I guess is is okay. But I don't know. I I'd love to see Nighthawk get a a monster.
3: Yeah, me too.
2: Anyway, um, that's pretty much <clears throat> what I've been
0: up to. Lovely. Well, speaking of Forge World and not fitting the aesthetic, Drew, what have you been up to? <laughs> ah. uh, Wait a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's too <laughs> accurate. I'm now, now I'm just appalled. Questioning my life. What have I been doing? Um I've definitely played one game. I had I'm trying to think if I can just do this entire thing with loads of innuendos, because I had a three-way and then I've been playing with myself after that. So uh, oh, Um Not Not, not satisfied. satisfied no. I um in the Crusade Rules there is uh an add-on rule book called Catastrophe. And it's entirely, it's entirely multiplayer games for four to three players. Um, can hmm. I,
2: can I butt in? Surely all, all games of Warhammer that aren't solo play are well, multiplayer.
1: Well, you know, there's, there's more than the, the usual two. I mean, I play it on my own all the time because I've got no friends. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's the level oh. I'm at. Um, yeah, no. So it, it's, you know, it, if you have three players or four players, you could have always have this problem where it's like, I mean, four is easy because it's just 2v2 usually. But if it's a, you know, if you're looking for a three player game, you either do 2v1 or you normally are used to back in the day after kind of like mangle 40k into kind of working as a three player game. Uh, but the missions in Catastrophe are actually quite good for doing reasonably. i mean this is this is crusade so it's not you know aimed at being competitive but it's reasonably balanced kind of games between having three players who are all kind of up against each other um so i've been playing quite a lot of that just by chance of um having you know two other people come around and sort of play a game Mm. uh which yeah, certainly. I, I, I've been enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I, I played one game of that and because it's probably going to go out of print, because all the Crusade books seem to go out of print, if you're interested I'd definitely try and pick that up.
3: Might have to actually, because I feel like I've never played a game of, um, you know, more than two people with Warhammer where it hasn't been. Just like you either wonkily play an existing mission or wonkily just say well we're just going to fight and there's maybe an objective in the middle yeah so yeah having having something like designed for purpose there sounds quite a, quite a good i thing. mean there's a
1: load of extra rules that are all tied into like balance and stuff but i, I don't use them because they're mm. extra rules and 40k's got enough rules to be honest um yeah. but it does have certain things that you know that actually make a game with three players different to a game with just having mm. like um What's the word? one I really like. Oh, it's like you you have to rescue dignitaries from stasis pods. So you go around, you pick up dignitaries. So it's like a kind of relic mission, but you're reclaiming people. Mm -hmm. But at the start of the mission, you have to declare whether you're rescuing them or seeking to do bad things to them. But you don't have to tell the truth. Um, Oh. So you score XP as you go along based on what you've said, I think. And then also then at the end, you score... uh, Not XP, victory points, sorry. And there's similar things like that, where you can basically say, oh, well, I'm team rescue, and then all team rescue score points, but then maybe at the end, you were lying. Um, (laughs) You've rescued rescued them them to death. death. And, you know, your allies, who thought they were going to get a bunch of VPs off you, so they let you kind of keep hold of these people, they don't get anything, and, and you get stuff
3: ah so there's a bit of like fragile alliance sort of to yeah that's cool
1: um so that you know and and that's obviously what you get between having three bars and you know the other way we play it is that you know you there's there's this you know you you play it with a bit of camaraderie at the table and you're like well if you attack me i'm gonna go and do this i don't care if i lose i'm gonna go and murder your leader (coughs) or whatever um so yeah i've been sort of enjoying it and you know there's a bit of and because it's crusade as well, it means not everyone's playing just for the victory. You might be playing for your own agendas. Um, mm. So, you know, if you've got a, the, the way the Tau players work is they've got like their own things they want to accomplish on the table. So they might be like, well, I I just want to, you know, get my Earthcast people or Watercast people to do this thing. So if you just leave me alone, I won't fuck you up. But if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to bury you under, you know, indirect fire missiles. So, uh, yeah. I
2: like mm. this a lot. Sounds like sounds like uh a game I've not played but watched a significant amount of uh via the medium of Pete Escape from <laughs> Escape from Dark oh, yeah in forty <laughs> K.
0: Uh to me it sounds a bit like uh Twilight Imperium? Twilight
2: Imperium? What was it? This big
3: space game. Yeah. What a gigantic day
0: long yeah, space right. game. Twilight
2: yeah. Imperium, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was like
0: uh, Words
2: the one, the one you never finish. Yeah, I mean,
0: I played one game of that in my life, and that's got that same sort of, like, you've got your own agenda, you've got your own sort of shit going on, but also you want to be trying to tell people that you haven't got certain things going on while telling other people that you do have those things going on. But everyone's in the same room together, and they all know exactly what you're doing, and everyone loves a game where you lie barefaced to people.
1: I, so. I mean, the, the extreme example <laughs> of this actually was when I played... Last year, start of the year or something like that, and it was it was myself as uh, Gene Steel Colts. It was Tau, and it was Dark Elder. And the Dark Elder player thought he was being very clever. Turn one, uh, going first, and then pulling all his units off the board so he could then sweep in and annihilate the sort of remainders after the Tau and the Gene Steel Colts had fought it out. But then we just came to a gentleman's agreement to to wait <laughs> until turn two. Excellent. <laughs> uh it was you know it was, it was obviously uh, you know that's the kind of thing that you can add to a game like that so yeah i've been playing that uh i have been 3d printing some tau of my own or not tau um
0: uh, excuse me uh we don't condone that kind of piracy here So <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to bleep that i'm
1: not i'm not gonna bleep it um it, it's <laughs> the power of the editor james could go in (laughs) the palm of your hand they're they're not tau it's a person who does tau inspired models and most importantly that's better does a lot of very cute (laughs) robots uh so it's my entire army of of big and small drones now with little legs so i can relive my batteries not included uh dreams of uh you know having, having an army of that so i've i've Printed that out and uh, I tried them against my Gen of Cults and Tau seemed to be quite good, uh, even though they've been tweaked back quite a lot. But
3: uh... yeah, I mean their their rules were sort of yeah, just oh, 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 in the right circumstance, so, sort of oppressively good. So I think I think the nerfs have knocked them back down to just simply yeah.
1: good. Um, so yeah, beyond that, actual hobby stuff i've been i feel like i've been doing quite a bit but i, I have you
3: been. have been you've been paying horace been. things as well yeah was, away from i'm
1: trying to think back to sort of realistically <laughs> what was a kind of good good chunk of time to talk about um because i missed the meetup because i got covid and just kind of felt hung over t- for two weeks and that had me blast through all my 15 mil stuff because I couldn't my hands were shaking and I felt terrible. So I couldn't paint anything properly. So I ended up painting 15 mil soldiers and, and tanks. Well, really. I didn't give a shit about them. And I'm just like s- s- slapped some camo and dry brush <laughs> on them. Um so yeah, last month I painted a heck of a lot of things, but they were all tiny. Um and then yeah, with, with heresy, new heresy being announced, I've been Leaning into trying to finish off my Dark Angels, which isn't going to yeah. happen, but I can pretend it will. I'm making, progress, making progress, that's all that matters. Um, I've got loads of basing to do because not only do I have an incredibly complicated paint scheme for them, I've got an incredibly complicated basing <laughs> scheme for them as well.
3: Name a more iconic duo, <laughs> Drew and overly complicated X. Yeah
1: so sad face oh i've just realized something i built a load of custom bases off the job with a little milliput for them and carved a load of crystals out of sprues but after the bathgate meetup last year i magnetized all my dark angel bases so now i have a set of half done decorative bases which have no magnets and then a set of on the models. oh no (laughs) Oh, I didn't think of this. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <So, laughs> Live <Life laughs> reacts here, folks. i fucking myself up. I also finished my uh, Terminators and my uh, Tartarus Pattern Terminators? Yeah, Tartarus Pattern, the Fast Terminators, which I'd made as, yeah. as infantry hunting. And I realized that, like a complete moron, I've put the Iron Wing symbols on them, not the Firewing symbols Uh-oh. on them. And, oh, which, yeah! And just...
3: Historical accuracy compromised.
1: Exactly. So now I have a set of lightning claw equipped vehicle hunting Terminators, which hopefully... <laughs> oh my
3: god, they're... you're going to be the
0: laughing stock. I know. Or...
3: Well, you'll really, really be able to kill um, land speeders with yep. that. So...
1: <laughs> so hopefully, uh, new heresy is going to save me from <laughs> my terrible mistakes. Um, but We'll see. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've been doing. And I've been painting a load of busts and stuff very slowly. Art. Mm,
0: fine art. The finest of arts.
1: And that's been painful. Because they're really nice busts and I just want to do a really nice job with them. And
0: Jeez, Drew, take the compliments.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like all good hobbies, it's it painful. Is all good
1: hobbies, painful, yeah. Just all my Miyazaki gifts where you're just like, Oh, why am I doing this? Film is awful. Why am I doing another one? But then I'd feel like imposter syndrome comparing myself to Miyazaki and uh...
0: <laughs> Just think of that quote where he was looking at the animation uh the people had done and he just like said whatever it was, it's like that is an affront to God.
1: Yeah, this is the this is the worst thing. Why have you done this? I mean that that is quite Yeah. I've certainly felt that about some stuff Jesus. true (laughs) oh I feel like I should move on I've got some other hobby stuff I've been doing but (laughs) I'll talk about it later because it's been it's been an experience in a different way James save me what have you been doing I mean I can't
0: save you very much because I haven't actually been doing very much even though this is like my first pod since like the end of January I think so I've, well, for the Bathgate meetup, wh- not Bathgate, uh, where was it? Warsaw. Yeah, Walsaw. there we go. Uh, on the way to Warsaw, instead of, um, well, I completed painting in my custodian's army and then I got COVID. So uh, <laughs> joining Drew in the got COVID feel like shit club. And it turns up.
2: Out- I also couldn't make it. Uh, it's still in valor if I claim they had Covid, I think I just had a bad cold I mean a bad cold is
0: It was yeah. a bummer it, it did suck that a lot of us missed that thing due to uh, rampaging colds and
1: pandemics So I thought I had a cold
3: Can't believe I'm the only one with the dedication to turn <laughs> up and who also didn't get ill
1: I mean I only thought I had a cold until I checked, did my Covid test the morning before leaving and tested positive which was a complete fucker So uh, Anyway, I'm interrupting you James
0: Oh, no, it's fine. Let's all tell our little COVID stories. <laughs> I started coughing uncontrollably, and then I was just like, I think I've got COVID. And then I woke up the next day, and it turned out did have that COVID. Anyway, um, what have I been doing? So, yeah, I completed my custod... Well, not completed a custodian, but I made a legal custodian army for both Warhammer 40,000 and the Horus Heresy, so... Uh, that's quite nice I completed my first box of custodians that I bought in 2018 and they are now actually painted in 2022 I finished oh, yeah. my jet bikes off that was fun I love the little Dawn Eagle jet bikes and uh, did a shield captain did a Vexilla um, I, I think that's all the exciting stuff out the way but yeah I've been kind of plowing through i did a few of the terminators because you can take them in units of one which i find amazing so uh i've painted two units of those i did not know that yeah it's because you can you can still do the um the stratagem where you like drop a unit of nine and then you say now they're all individual characters and then they all split off and run around and cause mischief
3: oh i thought they had to come in like a minimum size unit and then you did that they do that too
0: but you can also take them in a unit of one
3: Oh, wow. Which is ridiculous. really good for...
0: I think it's kind of to make um, Crusade and like those smaller power-level armies just have a bit more flavour. Yeah. So that's my assumption, seeing as I've never played with them, seeing as the uh, aforementioned <laughs> illness. Um, yeah, so that was actually pretty much been all I've, I've been up to. I also painted my first trog. That was fun. Oh, yeah. uh, I bought the Trog Army at the end of 2019, I think, when there was the Christmas box set and sorry, Battle Force play set, whatever they call that.
3: That was more recent, I
0: maybe. think. Maybe, Don't know. It wasn't 2020, that's for sure. So it stayed in a box throughout mm. that time. So, yeah, or well, maybe it was that box. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but anyway, they've been sitting unpainted for ages. So I painted a Trog and that was really fun to sort of experiment with. So, I'd already sprayed them all and I'd started with a grey base coat, which I don't usually do. And then I'd done a zinth, 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 whatever it is. Zenithal. zenithal. I want to hear the music <laughs> in it when you say it. Uh, it's zenithal. Just do it as. All right. Anyway, so there was like a wraith bone <laughs> over the top. So it had a bit of tone to it. And then like a. Uh, then a base coat of contrast paint over that. So trying to just capture all, like the light and the shadows of the model without actually have to do it, having to do that much work, and then going into this process of making loads of work over the top of it. So using like glazing over the top to build up like the belly with like a sort of like painterly white and sort of fleshy belly. And picking out like the scars and all like the skin and then doing all the rocks over the back, which I realized I do it incredibly hard way where it's um, like I start with like Zandri dust and then work it up to make, be like proper like scales. But when I looked on the box, which I hadn't done, they just go to blue. And I was like, oh, well, I've chosen the hard way of doing this, but it's really fun. And uh, it, was, it was just like a really good excuse to just lavish some attention on a model for a bit. It is Every, a very pretty trial. Everyone should have They're great models. I think everyone should. They're so full of character I and mean, they are actually like quite easy to paint, really, because they've got so much like all the detail is in the model. So like even if you splodge a yep. brush in the wrong place, it's still good.
2: And I think one day when I when I returned to the goblins I was doing
1: some big trope friends on my mantelpiece to took good. me three months to paint. We've been fairly consistent three months. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. Aye aye aye. Well, you know, I've got another
0: nine, no eight to paint. No nine because there's the big trog as well. So yeah, Dad's trog. by um twenty. Yeah, if I do one a year at the moment, then I'm going well. And finally, um, I have been working on a Stealer Spheranx, which I bought on a whim, because Ooh. I said to myself, hey, I like this painting things, and just picking up something to paint for the just sheer hell of it, so I've been working on that. And you like cats? Yeah, and I've and I got cats, so it's good to paint cats. <laughs> it's interesting.
2: Have you it to look like Aki or Tofu? I
0: chose... Sorry, just getting distracted by the rain and knowing my partner's out in it. Um, <laughs> I have painted it like neither of them. It's not I big
1: thought. enough to be Aki, is it? Yeah,
0: it's not big enough to be Aki, and it's not naughty enough to be Tofu. So. <laughs> uh,
3: can I say, it was very interesting that I said, you like cats, and you said in response to that, yes, I have cats. Oh. I can <laughs> relate. <laughs> Which I can take as a <laughs> subtle correction.
0: I mean... It's the brain worms. They get you. That's how they mm, encourage. Don't have a choice. Yeah, really. there's no choice. You get one, you get two. You keep having two forever.
1: Doesn't that also make you into a kind of business leader? I, I, this is like a, oh. a separate podcast now where we talk about brain worms. But...
0: Oh, yeah. Brain worms and Alan Sugar, a true story or something.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Um but yeah, I've been to paint that, I've been following I haven't actually shown any pictures of it. It's my secret project and maybe I'll actually finish it by the time this podcast comes out. You never Uh-oh. know.
2: Not one of them. I know. These. I,
0: I keep it secret because I know it upsets Michael. So <laughs> <laughs> a lofty goal. <laughs> uh I followed um the heavy metal masterclass, which turns out is quite a fun little thing to watch when you're sitting in the bath drinking a beer. And just go, oh model painting. And um, so Louise did a video on painting Tyranid Chitin, which I always called Chichen. So I learned two things. I learned how to paint that and how the <laughs> word is pronounced. Um, and it's all like, it's like purple that goes to pink that goes to yellow. And I thought that oh. would look absolutely badass on a cat thing. So that's the sort of painting scheme of Camp Kitten, Happy Kitten. So, yeah, and that's about it for my hobby. I haven't played any games. I'm hoping to play some very soon because we've got the Queen's Jubilee coming up, and uh, I intend on playing Warhammer over it. So, Warhammer Jubilee.
2: You've got to respect the Queen by um, playing Warhammer. I'm not mm. sure how this works, but I
3: mean, yeah. She famously loved Epic. Um, yeah. I believe
2: well, you've they, ruined Epic.
0: <laughs> never coming back. Because Charles' game strict... was Man of War, so... Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say Andrew, so... Ch- Charles, I can and uh, it's like an accept. hipster.
0: No, Andrew was into Dreadfleet. Boom. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, well, we've natted enough about Hobbies. <laughs> I'm going to prevent that going any further than it needs to go.
2: Before before we do libel. (laughs) Is
1: it libelous to say
2: (laughs) Just
0: Okay, libel has ended. Let's move on to subjects. So this week uh, we have a number of subjects and I'm going to inflict the subject of Pete upon us first of all. So Pete, (laughs) what have you brought for us today?
3: The subject of Pete. Really, I just want to sort of big up one of the sort of smaller products that uh, GW's put out recently. 40k? It's smaller <laughs> I Well, exactly, oh, 40k, okay. yeah. It's mean, a smaller product. It's... No, no, no. It's a little <laughs> game, 40 K. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's uh, pretty niche, but I think it's got legs. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people who play 40k, I think, especially in the last few years, have kind of been a bit put off by... The fact that you know there's a lot of like campaign booklets, and a lot of it has match play rules in. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves, like even those of us who aren't like super competitively minded, match play is kind of the way that we like to play as a default. Or even if we don't like to, it, it kind of is that for a lot of people. Um, and with with all these like new scenarios that are always coming out. Um, and, you know, uh, the, the, the the sort of rules of constru- army construction getting tweaked all the time. I think it can be quite overwhelming at times. But um, a few months ago, uh, GW quite sort of, you know, under the radar, just put out alongside whatever was b- being released that, that week, uh, a set of cards called uh, Tempest of War. Um, and it turns out, I think it's one of the best products that they've ever made, because it's sort of like a halfway house between the full the full matched play game, which I think a lot of people find to be just a little bit much for a sort of pickup game, casual game, uh, and the open war cards that they put out with 8th and ninth edition, and I, th- I think there's Age of Sigmar versions as well. Um, so... Instead of the open war, where you just draw like a deployment map, an objective, and a twist, uh, which is quite simple, can be quite fun. I've I've had some really good open war games in AOS and in uh, 40k, but but sometimes you get something really wonky that doesn't really work that well. Tempest of War, you draw a a deployment map, much like much like uh, open war, but then you get a uh, objective based like an objective marker based scenario uh, and then you also have each each player has a deck of secondary cards which you can shuffle uh, and redraw with a stratagem um, and um, you know they're, they're, they're quite varied, there might be like kill count ones or uh, action based ones where you need to be in the opponent's uh, deployment zone or you know some basic objective things um but yeah the, the, the random nature of it uh and the the extra sort of um dimension that you get from the secondaries really really makes it um like a lot more involved than, than the open war cards um but because it's so varied i think it really have a lot of legs to it and i don't know i don't think i ever really want to play a full match play mission anymore just because this is so much easier to pass um and also it's just a, a box of cards and it means i don't have to drag a book called calamity or whatever around with
0: it's me it's
1: very small book the catastrophe books
3: wow it's the principle <laughs>
0: I, mean, I don't even. Basic... I don't even know like what books we're actually on for 40k anymore because I just decided it, that it, it, it's a lot to keep track If I of. wasn't playing, I just wouldn't need right. to pick up the books. So I just made sense, I just stopped really. trying to buy the books because they were the lore in them was never particularly great and the like rules and stuff was always just adding more and more complexity to a game which i wasn't mm. getting enough time to play anyway so these sound great yeah. to be honest
3: i mean i think i think um when it was one chapter approved per year i was very very happy to keep track of that and you know but but now it's a bit a bit more hot and heavy with releases so i think i think it's uh yeah i've moved into the sort of mind space where i find it to be like totally optional and i think it would be really good if they did an aos version um like that's
2: i'm sort of in the same boat as you because um recently i've started playing with the uh so basically yeah you've got the open war generator Mm. in the core book for aos um and it's kind of just an iteration of the 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 same sort of open war system they've been doing for years um they used to do cards for it uh which honestly makes such a huge difference um which is like the the thing that um tipped me onto trying open war was that somebody on the internet had very helpfully um converted all of the um stuff from the core book into like a card format right and then i print those out um stick them in little card holders and now when uh me and my friend want to play a game we just uh we just draw out the cards yeah. and you get a you get a deployment um and there's some quite wacky ones Yeah. Uh, like with weird tetris shapes and other ones where uh it's just like it's just really standard yeah, so like yesterday we had yesterday we had pitched battle which is just my deployment zones at my side of the table and your deployment zones at your side of the table um and then you choose an objective, and some of them are just like uh, you tr- need to hold all the objectives, um, and others are like uh, you need to go and get this magical artifact, and it could be one of six different weird things that all have different effects, and then you have to drag it back to your side of the table. Haven't played that one yet, but it sound fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's a twist, which like can be right. stuff like uh, flying is harder, or. Everyone um re rolls Battleshock tests. <clears throat> um and they, they're quite significant. And then finally each of you gets a ruse, which is like something you can use at some point in the game to switch things up. So yeah, like yesterday yeah. my opponent my opponent's ruse was uh reinforcements. So he got to just like bring in one of the units that i destroyed and like just just set it up again in sort of in ambush, um, which was huge. Yeah. Did not enjoy. <laughs> did not did not appreciate having uh two Dracrothian guard, which are the Stormcasts on the on the big lizards, uh showing up behind Ladlender. Yeah. It's Linder. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but it's just like it's really quick and straightforward. Mm. And none of the crucially none of the objectives involve like keeping track of points really. Like a lot of them are either like instant death kind of scenarios or right. um you have to play it out till the final round to to see if to see who's won. so like in the game yesterday uh it, like i was able to just do a bit of like shenanigans in the final turn and uh get get enough people onto two of the um objectives to um like win the game but it was like really close it yeah was, it was like every turn mattered uh it was yeah it's great i love it and i think like it helps to uh so i guess like both warhammer age of sigmar and 40k have like very asymmetrical armies and Mm-mm. sometimes depending on who's got a book recently and uh that sort of thing so they were just like kind of a lot more powerful than other ones yeah um, particularly in the context of matched play which is like what right it's all sort of designed around but like when you're doing uh open war or tempest or whatever you are the, the sort of element of randomness helps take the sharp edges off in a way yeah i agree um, yeah it takes yeah. some of
0: like the pressure cooker effect of the whole like is your army got the newest thing no is your army max to the nine? Mm. maybe but it just removes that whole thing from it because it is essentially a random mission and then if you lose, you can either just draw like sometimes you just I remember just blame blame the blame. Yeah, blame the mission. The mission. Uh <laughs> but also it just means it doesn't almost like matter as much. You can just re rack and play again if you mm-hmm. get like absolutely yeah. Yeah. stuffed because someone drew like the uh-huh. the diff- the the objectives which all just made sense. But sometimes you can have like that sort yep. of push and pull where one person is trying to spread out their forces and one person is trying to infiltrate between them all to get a single objective and things, so
2: Yeah, yeah, like the the various objectives and twists and stuff like that, they can all encourage or force you to play in a really different way than mm. you would normally um, which I think is like, that's, that's the way that uh, a tabletop war game should be for me, it shouldn't really necessarily be about who's got the toughest list or whatever it should be about um sort of reacting to the tactical situation in the board and um Mm. yeah
0: nice puts
3: it all the other thing thing. that i really like about this sorry i'm just gonna i have to say this the cards (laughs) are massive oh yeah it's like it's like twice the size of a normal gw card thing and i like that about it because it's, it makes me feel dead little <laughs>
1: <laughs> so bigger bigger cut i mean i suppose it's like it also just helps make them stand out a bit from all the other kind of card clutter you get on the table
3: yeah exactly the million tokens
1: on any yeah. given table and uh yeah who doesn't like a big card sounds excellent
0: amazing so from uh big cards and uh random rules let's uh move on to something which Drew has entitled fucking rules and that
1: yeah um i i'll start with a little story because so i said in the, the hobby thing i've been 3d printing what i what i've also been able to 3d print is boats which are my special interest area which is olden days <laughs> boats and that don't have any models because no one else is interested in them and there's very little rules to go with these lack of models because no one's interested in olden days boat war games and i am a sad sad individual
2: what what um i understand there are different uh like this history like was long or something and that means that there's <laughs> lots of different yeah eras well, or people like the, um it's 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 sort of like in in Warhammer 40k. There's also Warhammer 30k. <laughs> I understand that's kind of like what history is. Drew Drew's
3: equivalent is like being really into Warhammer 37k yeah, because <laughs> the ships that Drew likes are like the ones that no one in <laughs> pop culture ever thinks about because it's before World War One um, and like after they invented making ships yeah. out of metal, so. <laughs> yeah people didn't really know what the hell they were doing and you get some exquisite (laughs) monstrosities
1: there's like a brief period (laughs) when they had one battle and some ships rammed each other and did loads of damage because driving your ships into each other is you know quite effective and they just decided like yeah we may have a like a a traditional battleship but rams, rams are the way forward and it Turns out that guns are actually also quite good. Um, so, yeah, there's this very narrow time period, basically post-American Civil War, then up to just before World War One, where the boats are all terrible, and I really like it. Um...
3: <laughs> the signature ships of that era are named after the ships that made them obsolete, because they're called pre-dreadnoughts. <laughs> they're named after yeah. the things that they weren't.
2: Well... And it's really weird writing it like you're you're drawing up the schematics for this new ship. You're deciding, and it's like, what's it called? It's called pre dreadnought. Yeah, it's...
0: I'm going to make better ones in the future. Working up, just working up. Yeah, it's like referring to your car as I like, oh no, that's that's just my pre Persia.
1: <laughs> but pre caveats in place, it basically means that I've got the chance of finding any bastard to play with is is zero. So I. Hey, if you print them, I'll play it. Well, I've printed the rules and I've also printed the rules. I've discovered Wargame Vault is this awful place Mm. where you can buy other people's rule books. And some of them are incredibly specific. (laughs) Other people's
2: hastily written scrolls about warfare in uh the 15th century between yes very know, very specific uh various various yeah. english towns
1: and in, in this case I, I bought one set of rules which i just couldn't read They're like 100 pages long and just <laughs> impenetrable so i got an easier set of rules which are only about 50 pages long uh called Admiral of the Fleet, and I've been trying to play this game with myself with three ships as opposed to oh no, two ships aside as opposed to like entire fleets. And it's it's just horrific. It's what you imagine when you think of a historical game with all the negative connotations that go with it. <laughs> um
0: there's a have lo- you like read the description of this? It's like bored with just moving ships about the table and doing whatever you want. <laughs> turn after turn, <laughs> it without says. a mechanism that realistically reflects the difficulties and rewards inherent in commanding a fleet of ships, then Admiral of <laughs> the Fleet and its this. companion
1: publications, The
0: Flag Officer's Handbook, yeah, and the, the Scenarios Volume 1, may be just books. what you were looking for.
1: Save me from being judged by the internet, James, by not pricing up how much I spent on these rule books. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, you bought them as watermark danger. PDFs, so it's probably the cheaper route. It
1: is the cheaper route, but there's part of the bit which I resold really me on it is the flag officer's handbook, which is the only way you can give orders to your fleet are by using the actual naval flags to communicate instructions. You have to learn <laughs> semaphore. Not even semaphore. It's <laughs> oh, it's man. more basic than that. So it's like you you have to wow. work code names from predefined things, and if you play the game properly. You, have, you write your code list, and then there's a separate player who referees what orders you've given. Holy and then shit. they say what, ships you, what orders your ships can then follow. But what I was thinking well, this, this is it. amazing.
3: Yeah, I kind of love it's, this.
2: Yeah. What's that board game where you're. Um, Robo yeah, Rally? It's hmm.
1: like Robo Rally for ships. But I want to play it with loads of other people, but you can't talk. And the only way you can communicate is by flag messages yeah. to each other.
3: There's some World War II board game that's like that. What is it? Operation... Memoir 44. 44. Yeah, but that's imagine like, that yeah. if
1: flags were involved. Yeah. So, so this bit sounds great. And then you just think... feel like that links song. ...links onto this is this horrific, impenetrable rule set where like, you're cross-referencing tables and then looking at other tables and then within that there's sub-variations on what you roll it's it's very weird. Uh, I'd like to do a podcast specifically about it. but Maybe it would just be me slowly going insane <laughs> trying to play this thing. And
3: reading excerpts yeah, from the Yeah, I think you should live stream it personally.
1: Maybe. All oh. oh, well, right, well, well, well Twitch,
3: Twitch plays absolutely. And Admirals weirdly, of the fleet. there are no
1: YouTube videos of any of these games by the I way. Think I, I, don't think found you. A I think we I think we found a niche group. I think
3: yeah, a gap in the market yeah, right here. Uh,
1: I mean, I've started watching a lot of historical YouTube channels, and they are just one guy on their own playing war games with themselves. And, and it's, it, it is, you know, there's that shiver.
3: I hope to be this person <laughs> in twenty hope, years' time.
1: The, uh, the spectre of this looms large.
3: Nah, I'm I'm into it.
1: So it's so close to being good. <laughs> I mean, maybe not so close. <laughs> It's... Oh, do you want the final thing that's best about this game as well? It, there's no there's no inch scale in it. It's to scale. So if you measure in inches, you then have to convert that into yards at 1 to 18,000 scale. <laughs> and all movements in knots, because why wouldn't it be? So you have oh, scaled. Oh rules.
3: How, many, how many knots? Uh, I don't then... know, because I just printed what? out some
1: rulers from their webpage. So...
3: So that they have like custom yeah, rulers and
1: custom turn dials, and if oh my, this sounds incredible. Ships, you measure the number in inches, then you divide it by two, and then you times it by a thousand, and that's the range in yards.
3: Oh, I mean,
1: <laughs> fuck anyone who thinks that it could be worse. I suppose <laughs> it could be. I'm not quite sure how. Well, it could be worse because these are their simple <laughs> rules. Because they want they have a yeah. more complicated <laughs> set of rules. <laughs> um that
3: that that is an example to me of like because i i quite like crunchy stuff and like you know a lot of stupid detail but that that to me is really an example of why what is what is anyone getting out of that like the you're not losing anything by saying you know let's just measure in inches or centimeters right Or, or, or maybe some people think that you are
2: i mean immersion right like but you've already put on your mm. um their their <laughs> uniform. full
1: 1879 got hat. i mean people do talk to, they kind of go, C exists and cruelty exists which are both by the same people who do bolt action yeah that's yeah. warlord games and they're really basic and really simple and i'm just like turned off by them mm. and and then there's no
3: <laughs> well i'm there in world they war Two as well yeah. so presumably you're then, like oh what is this
1: Oh no, it's not, there's an old game called Victory in Three, which yeah. isn't the current one, and that had a World War One supplement. Um, which is That's when close half The partnerships that fought in World War One were the wonky bad ones from before. It's just they didn't do very well because they were wonky and bad. Um, but yeah, this is just a massive gulf of rules, but it's just like you can have really simple or really, mm. really, really, really complicated. But uh, so yeah. This was the other thing that I've been doing, but the point—the point of the story time was, was what are people's favorite and least favorite rules in games? What can you single out? Because the flag thing with this just sold it to me, and I was like, "This is brilliant!" Flags. <laughs> I'm gonna do Titanicus, but with flags, and it was perfect. But everything else around the game is bad. So yeah, what is the kind of like, like a kind of video game? Seven out of ten video game. What are the, the rules potentially that are brilliant in uh, games, war games, but are maybe like with a, a bad set of rules on what games are really good, but maybe have one or two really bad rules. I just wondered if people had, had their favourite rules and their least favourite rules and the sort of context around that. Mm-hmm. Wow, big question.
3: I think, I think I know what my favourite rule is. And this is a really... I don't know, masochistic answer for somebody that plays a lot of 40k in AOS. But my favourite rule is alternating activation. And loads of games do it now, but obviously not either of the uh, mainline GW games. And I really, really, (laughs) really wish that they'd push it more into either AOS or 40k.
2: It's very intuitive. Mm. Yeah.
3: It just it just avoids the whole, you know. I go, you go. Somebody getting alpha strike problem that you know really persists in competitive have play. You,
2: have you considered playing one page rules?
3: Do they have uh, alternating activations yeah, in alternating it? Automation. Oh, then I, I, then I absolutely would. I think the problem with one page rules to me is I just I like the detail too much to to consider that for a like full mm. like a game that I'm into in capital letters as opposed to like just trying it out a few times
2: yeah there used to be a fair amount of like customization you can drill into any anyway, that's a topic for another day I don't know. <laughs> when so when some of us have actually played one phase role yeah we have a discussion about it right <laughs> were you
1: thinking rachel though that the you know that i go you go is very intuitive then and that helps it as a
2: i think yeah i think i think it i think it's intuitive in a sort of like you've got units um and the game pieces are divided into units and the game uh like time is divided into alternating turns and Mm -hmm. just like i'm gonna move a guy then you can move a guy and i feel like people just get that immediately rather than i I move all my guys then you move all your guys but I, I don't know, like. <laughs> yeah, I like a it, lot of trans- alternate really games. I think the, the only time
0: they tend to, I think to particularly with, I think Necromunda because the t- the like rounds of Necromunda last a long time, to go through all the men that it can actually get quite confused when the round actually ends, like particularly when it's like quite a big game, so w- that's kind of when it yeah. falls apart. It's like, oh god, have we actually finished this round it, yet? When you're still going through is... all
3: the it is something you really have to keep track of. Although I have to shout out my favorite game that I don't play anymore, which is Bolt Action, because the way that you track uh, who goes when isn't like, you know, I get a unit, you get a unit. It's each unit has a token in a bag and you draw them at random. And when you've used that unit, you put the token that has the order that they've performed on it next to the unit. And oh, it's such a good rule set. I just, I wish it wasn't a a World War Two game at the scale that it, that it is at. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Maybe I'll collect it again. <laughs>
1: Star Wars Legion is similar. It's around, a cool system. It? that's,
3: I don't know much about it. But the the few snippets of rules I've heard from it sound really good. Like another, um, here's my favourite rule that i never used. But um, it's the the Star Wars Legion thing where. You measure the movement from the unit leader and everyone else just has to be in a radius around the unit leader and it doesn't matter like exactly how many inches the rest of them have moved. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. Just say
0: just don't worry about it.
1: It's different. Yeah. I really disliked that when I heard about it. And look like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've I've never played it, so it might be in practice I would hate it as well. But I just the sound of that <laughs> abstraction I really like it.
0: You have to be touching cover, don't you? As well, so to be in cover, you have to have your people sort of bunched up against the cover.
3: Okay, I think
0: that might be a different game, but uh, having not played it,
3: <laughs>
1: have any of us actually played it?
0: No, let's just assume things about Star Wars Legion. I <laughs> yeah,
1: I keep getting tempted because there's like a new box coming out, which is kind of things I'm more interested. <laughs> I mean, this I find yeah. Star Wars incredibly boring as a universe it's probably because it's been ruined by 40k that you look at a star wars model and you go just a man in a hat with a gun why has he not got 400 pouches and those pouches are also skulls um it's a very good question i mean it was a more civilized age it though, was a more civilized so. age yeah <laughs> Thank
2: you. yeah the, the droids and stuff, at least, are all quick. I like, I like the me, main character for different. They have that, but yeah, I, I can well, agree that like the rebels all, are just all the like guys and, and gals and in the, like modern military like, like guerrilla
3: units really aren't they? Yeah, it's got your tactical
0: leather like vest on.
3: A soldier, but they're wearing a hat instead of a helmet. That's yeah. basically the vibe of rebels, as far as I can tell. But
1: yeah, I mean, I, I'm going you know, to stop moaning about Star Wars Legion and try and go back onto the... <laughs> the rules topic at hand. <laughs> well, that was your least yeah, well, favorite. It's not it, 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 does does another least favorite rule <laughs> of mine, which is having equivalent of Hitler on the battlefield, where it's like because it's Star Wars and Star Wars these days seems to have no imagination. It's like, well, you've, you're fielding a commander, it it must be Timmy Darth Vader or Luke. Laser sword man or or like anyone else from the films, they can't just make up a person and be like yeah it's commander so and so he's got a gun, and he's all right. It's like you've literally got to fight the emperor in a field um but that's
0: the problem with the Star Wars films as well it has to be around
3: what they're about the main characters <laughs> yeah, they're
0: about the same family of people having galactic consequences. <laughs> I yeah. well, yeah. wasn't expecting I this know. podcast to turn into... I mean, I'm all for it, but <laughs> yeah, it's I don't, I don't really bashing
2: Session?
3: <laughs> He'd just show us his tattoos <laughs> and we'd have to shut up. I feel sad
1: for
0: our opinions.
2: I
1: mean, Rich is uh, most likely uh, a <laughs> Star Wars Legion opponent as well, so we can't, can't alienate him too much.
0: Uh, anyway, to, to say something positive about Star Wars, I watched Star Wars the other day, and despite it feeling quite dated, I still enjoyed it. So there you go the first one
1: what was your there favorite you rule from episode star wars, one
0: though, to, to, to um well and... you to go to my favorite rule which is not necessarily star wars but it's probably also in star <laughs> wars um and we touched on it was get, taking things out of bags so oh, it appears yeah. in um two of my favorite <laughs> board games like one is the sheriff of nottingham where you hide things in bags mm. and then have to take them out of bags, yeah. And Quacks of Quedlinburg, which is all about taking things out of bags until you explode. So, I mean, that's my favorite rule. I love in... the
3: little, I, lo- I love the little crime bags and sheriff of Nottingham. crime bags are so, so much good. Fun.
0: And also, when you can be the sheriff and you immediately open things when when you're handed them, <laughs> it's just like, are you even going to ask me to negotiate? It's just like, no, I'm going to take your bag and have a look inside. <laughs>
1: Well, not enough, and then people catch on. Enough bags in war games, though. There's no crime bag.
0: There is no crime bag. Yeah. And maybe that's it. If someone's got, like, their dice in a bag or, like, tokens in a bag or anything in a bag, just give me stuff in bags.
3: Well, this this is my, you know, my constant call, is more people need to rip off uh, Bolt Action. Just, yeah, get on it, designers. Ooh. What is it? I've got uh,
2: a least favorite rule. Oh, the um, interesting roll in Age of oh, Sigma. I Get rid I of really it. I
1: agree with you in Age of Sigma. I'd I'd just, die just on the, have hill, the Just have the hit rule. Just
2: have the hit rule. It's fine. 40k,
1: but in in Age of Sigma, yeah. I don't think it. Really yeah, really yeah. I guess I, is,
2: guess I guess. I guess. I guess.
3: If if, if it was just one, the statistics. Um. Dice roll, then the possibility space is quite small, right? Depends I guess that would be the defense. Of the roll. roll, how
1: many dice you roll? Because you can do a lot of things with different dice. Wow,
3: well, if you were going to move to like a D twenty base system for AOS, oh, that is would be it? amazing. going
1: to go off an even bigger tangent now. Free League Press, who do the role play games? least one of their system is a d6 system but the only thing that matters are sixes that's the only success you get and when i first saw that i was like this is fucking bonkers how do you you know why are you rolling a d6 (laughs) no one of the bloody numbers means anything but then as soon as you start looking at the percentages and one of the key things they have as well is that you don't roll dice unless it's hard to do something which obviously doesn't work in a in a a war game but like you want to drive a car down a road you've done it a hundred times it's fine you want to you know
3: one in six chance which is of it crashing go
1: to star wars that was the old old very old star wars role play game problem where you had like critical fail on a one on a d6 so if you only had levels one in a skill you Degree. just died by existing but uh yeah in these games the, you know they do a lot of things with d6s but the probabilities all over the place which is you know is the option that you can have where you know you are doing a single role but it's the degrees of success uh you know how many sixes you get rather than oh well this is one you know it's a three plus on every dice and that's what it means but instead you know it's the net successes you, you can mess around with probability a lot mm. with simple dice i suppose
0: mm. Mm. i've remembered the rule which i don't like and it is basically a warhammer rule and it's one i always forget and it's Battle Shock. i think it's really dumb and boring
3: do you, do you do you like the the newer version in forty no, k? I don't like it.
0: I, I never liked it. I don't like it in thirty k. I never liked it in second edition, and but I don't like it in forty. There
3: isn't. But it doesn't exist in thirty k. You you get morale Sorry. checks, and they literally run That's, away. It's totally yeah, different. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I
2: was I was watching uh yeah. the horny heresy. <laughs> the horny, horny heresy. Game the other day, and like it was really cool seeing like when I I prefer that they actually like fall backwards.
0: I do prefer that when they actually have to fall back and then you have the chance to overrun things and stuff. That at least has a bit of sort of that, almost like these are big men with bolt guns in massive armor, but they still turn around and run away like knights on a battlefield and then they get stomped on because they were trying to run away, but it was they were fighting a tank or something so that's fine but in 40k the fact that you like fight to a certain point on in the turn and then you can just kind of go well that one's going to run away anyway at the end of the turn is just kind of dumb to me like it's like oh you fought all of that unit and then there's one left or there's two left and you just think well that one will just run away at the end it's like why not just take it off now and make it more interesting and make it because quicker? you can
3: have a stratagem that means it won't well, happen
0: just another stratagem to pull out of the silly stratagem. And also, but don't and also, now, I don't like now.
3: It. <laughs> now, James, and also, um, with the, with the with the ninth edition morale rules, it's much more variable. Like, it's not a guaranteed loss of X number of people. That so
1: that is true. I and you that, can modify it, which at least yeah. adds some interest.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm just not interested by it. I don't know why you're denying me. You just don't
1: think... <laughs> no, I... am <laughs> saying you're wrong. <laughs> I see the logic. This I opinion the old... is wrong. No, oh, I, I mean, I don't... The Sorry, the old eighth no. edition was bad. Is that what Age of Sigmar's got still?
3: Yeah, it's the same as OS. I don't know, I think it makes sense in a game like OS, where, like, you know, it, it's sort of like a an abstraction to to make... Gigantic hordes actually somewhat dealable with unless you're CR bone reapers and then good luck getting three thirty <laughs> mortar guards.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't really mind the way <clears throat> Battleshock works in Age of Sigmar. It's just that historically there's been a lot of things that can kind of it off. That's kind of what that's another thing that's exciting about it. the new Nighthaunt rules is that like if you're near that, ah. you, you can't ignore Battleshock. You have to do the I this.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I would choose to play things that don't have battle shock if I had more thoughts around what I was doing, but I just tend to pick armies based on the models I like, so...
1: You're in luck in Heresy, because you do. Well, more for mm-hmm. you. Sisters are all fearless, aren't they, in 30k? So, yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, that is nice, and Custodies have got Leadership 11 in 40k,
1: so...
3: But it's the, um, the 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 morale rules that you like in 30k. So. Oh, well, I, di- I didn't <laughs> say I like them. Or... I said I preferred them. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, uh, I've I think it's just too much. Uh,
0: to me. It's just like I like moving and shooting, and maybe punching. Running away doesn't appeal. <laughs>
3: but- <laughs> Are you a fan of dying?
0: <laughs>
2: it, but yeah. it's it's. Yeah, it's the enemy running away that you're supposed to be happy about. You're you're not you're never supposed to be happy about your enemy. Yeah, I think, running away. I think that's I about think
3: right. That is normal, right? Do you like dying, James? Because they could get rid of that as oh, well. <laughs> yeah, if they could remove dying from the game as well, that would
0: be <laughs> nice. But only on my side. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I've got a rule yeah. I
1: like, and it was, I was of an But only for you. Day, it reminded yeah. me of this. and It's a game I don't like, which is... You might have to remind me, Rachel, how exactly it works. But in Warcry, you get like a pool of special dice and you can do things with the dice and it was good. And mm. although I don't like Warcry, <laughs> the dice pool special fun things, I remember that being very exciting to me.
2: Yeah, I like that system a lot because it um, it kind of, like it, it lets... It lets uh all of the different special all the different very varied sets of models have like slightly different special abilities but you're never kind of like overwhelmed by them because like most of the time you're not going to yeah. get to use them all because you're constrained by what can you what you dice you somehow
1: with it by
2: which is cool yeah so you can like um i won't explain how it works but yeah you can like you can you can also use them as a way to yeah, determine who gets to go first in the games. in the round
1: because it was i don't know exciting dice yeah it's a cool system mm.
3: in general like dice it's
2: a Sorry, cool system
1: i'm <clears throat> um, looking forward to seeing what they do with i
2: can't believe war they're cry... on to
0: Warcry 2 already
2: 2 or whatever it is
3: war cry 2 war Coming crime
0: war cry 2, the slightly worse logo
3: pouring one out that's the worst harry potter title
0: (laughs) yeah anyway that's enough about rules for now anyway uh let us move on to rachel's topic of the week okay
2: okay um (laughs) didn't have a lot of time to give this a lot of thought so i thought we'd go around in a circle and uh each of us will name a character from the Age of Sigmar lore. um, And the rest of us will uh, try to agree on whether they are uh, uh, Excellent. Are you going to basically shout
0: out a character first of all and then we're going to decide as a group Um, or is it individual choice?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll see a character and then okay. uh, the three of you will um, encounter New If Basically,
0: if one gets uh, two votes, that's the we have to do to them.
2: Or avoid this character? The sounds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure
1: if we're actually like. Uh, I don't yeah.
2: know. It, it's, it's more of a just there's, discussion. There's various problems going with that notion, to, James. Um, I don't see any. Some of moral. Hmm. <laughs> But once we've determined what to do with the first character, uh, one of you three, can, uh, you
1: can uh, choose I don't which do character really we're going to um, so judge next. Like...
2: So, <laughs> okay, well, well, this will be a fun uh, lesson for you and potentially many members of the audience who are not familiar with the great setting that is Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Uh, so how about we start with... Um, <sighs> oh. Sigmar himself uh he's a bachelor uh he's, um, he's uh he mostly just kind of hangs around in his house these days but he is a you know sort of like a basically entrepreneur off. uh with a personal army <laughs> um that he sends off into the realms to do his bidding uh he's very tall, muscular, big weapon likes to wear golden armor all the time. Uh, great facial hair, great hair in general. Um, he used to have a big hammer but, that's very noble. Uh, now of him. he lets mm. one of his sons use it instead. He's not like Miyazaki, uh, he... he's got kids. <laughs>
3: yeah. This yeah. is a lot of responsibility to be getting into. So, uh, what are what what you
1: thinking? I mean, he seems dependable. Surely, does that count mm-hmm. as married material? Uh, I mean, he he did abandon the old world and let it die, didn't he? Which maybe is the worst sign of marryable material.
2: (laughs) Well, not only that, well, it's so he he kind of like abandoned the old world, I guess, in a way. I'm not sure if that was entirely his fault, but he like certainly closing (laughs) the gates of his ear and letting the age of chaos begin. That that, I think Mm. is definitely that qualifies as what I believe kids call a a dick mark, mark against his record.
0: Mm, big get off my lawn energy from him. I get sort of mm. uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino vibes from him.
3: God, mm. an elderly racist. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> but with a heart of gold. He's just a bit racist.
3: Yeah, and boy, has he got is a that good the car. One where a
1: monkey too, or is that a different film? That That's is a different, a different one. <laughs> yeah. I.
3: Rise of the Planet of the snogging,
1: Monkeys. I've got a big beard. Wow. I'm going to be beard prejudice here. At the moment, I just think he's, he says, you know, it's, it's quite real only. <laughs> so, well, no, because I think I was going to say, there's James plenty of short beard. Fuming in his seat. People that snog. Um, <laughs> it's just the, yeah, it's the real ale beard. I don't think I'm down with, so... <laughs>
3: Jesus, Sigmar's a member of Camry. <laughs> <laughs> Camera, not Camry.
2: Oh, man. Oh,
0: no, real ale.
2: Is, 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 he, is he an IPA drinker?
3: Definitely real think? ale. He views the IPA crowd <laughs> <Yeah>. with an <laughs> unwarranted amount of suspicion, I should think.
2: Um,
0: I am going to vote... marry. Because... He's quite rich and he is quite old.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, I see. Going for the old fucking to inheritance. <laughs> he's already given fruit. his...
0: I don't think he's smart enough for a prenup. So... <laughs> he's given his hammer away. You could always claim that back as part of the uh, agreement afterwards or say that you're very sad and you'd like his hammer just to honour him and then you get his hammer. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I don't know about I like you two. Go- I
3: like gold to... I like Gold
1: Digger James, my favorite
0: if we' if, if we're living in aOS I think the best thing you can do is probably take the biggest guy's house
1: I'm gonna say avoid because uh yeah closing the the dick move, closing the gates of his ear' is, is, i don't don't mm. trust it got fire my my yeah.
3: enduring my enduring mental image of Sigma is that one from the reveal stream where he just smashes a open a new chamber button. And I like that energy, so i'm gonna go with Mary i'm gonna get i'm gonna get on team james okay. but i don't I don't <laughs> want to fuck him to death. I want him to be garrulous wow. okay
2: we've...
0: we're gonna marry him the podcast <laughs> will marry him okay so
2: podcast, we're, we're yeah. gonna marry we're gonna marry sigmar okay um Cassacross. Right, well, uh, I think we all know
3: head head head. what the answer here is
1: you'll have to explain.
3: I know what my answer Ooh, would be. Uh, <laughs> contingent on one. Uh, here's the Osiarch uh, Bone Reapers, Mortark. Uh, and he's got quite the physique, oh, yes, Drew. Yeah. Look, look it up and zoom in. <laughs> you don't really need to zoom in. That's my it's sales pitch. Isn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I yes. don't think he's fun at parties because he just brings all his mates. <laughs> and... He gives me that big energy of that bit in Bohemian Rhapsody when Freddie's with the other man and the band are clearly slandering the other man, but also they're yeah, like, oh, he just brings all his friends over to the parties. Freddie doesn't get him, so I side against him. I don't like him. I'm gonna avoid him. Wow. Oh,
2: okay. I think I'm I think I'm in camp. Snog. Uh, definitely not a marry. Don't really. Yeah, you like wouldn't. You wouldn't. He needs to be avoided. Um, I, I, I guess. I guess there's a fear that he's. You know, he seems like the kind of. Mm-hmm. It's very. He's intimidating in a way. You know, you. You wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. I guess mm. he is guess literally is the bad crowd. Of, of going the snog route, <laughs> he's got it with him.
3: <laughs> I, I just think. His physical attributes outweigh everything else.
1: I'm pretty basic, so I think I'm gonna go snog because he's what are you thinking, Drew? A, a big yes. muscle bound man.
0: Looks like we're snogging now him. Now you have to snog him.
1: <laughs> <Huh>? Sorry, James. <laughs>
0: <You're>... <laughs>
2: so I feel
3: like last round I accidentally snogging cat across. went through the eliding of the <laughs> snog category and just kept saying fuck. <laughs> so um That's not even in the list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's not We're it's not that so family much as family is, friendly maybe podcast just, yeah, here peter what I want to previously going to say do you want sigma to smash you like a open vault <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> when, you, when you put it like that can i change my voice <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> what do they do with the anvil of apotheosis when
2: they're hey, not in stormcasts on it?
3: anvil. it's a s- it's a sex table <laughs> <laughs> Someone else put one okay.
2: quick okay. Uh, uh, I'm
0: going to um, go for uh, a, uh, a chap James, who has James. two forms I'm going to go for Radhika the wolf A.K.A. Radhika the beast
3: <laughs> I mean your tone of voice Heavily prejudices <laughs> me in one direction But I don't know
2: Um I feel like this is this is a know, into big, big really, hat like really don't like his vibe in general. Um <laughs> yeah like I admit his sense of fashion has improved uh, since he became the beast and uh, wow. he's no longer wearing that awful hat. Um but yeah, still like very very threatening. He had a plan.
3: That was the thing. Does he run the Cursed yeah. City? Am I right in remembering that? Well, may- maybe that's me yeah. making a play for a, a James esque uh seduce him into his inheritance sort of scenario. <laughs> but on the other side of things, he does look like he might eat you. Oh my phone's going off. It's okay.
2: It's not it's not like Sigmar though, because Sigmar can like uh mm. like he's got gold, other precious metals stars and stuff. It's, it's the, the Fratica, feudal lord, lord of a like, city, though. That's got to count for something.
3: Some blo-
0: he did, did also go like guess Warhammer so. Topknot when he got big. Mm. And he shows that you can grow as a person.
1: Mm. Yeah. He's
3: grower <laughs> and a shower.
1: Yeah.
2: Literally. <laughs> I guess like I'm very curious about. I think the it's warfare, in their design not, document. In general, like how did... how
1: did they like how do they? <laughs> I don't want to know. I think oh, Radica can show you. <laughs>
3: Amazing.
1: I think I'm going to get my vote in early and continue just to be basic and just say snog because yeah, you definitely want to hit it and quit it because I don't think he's long term long <laughs> term potential. All his minions are (laughs) just undead swalls, and I, you know, I've got better things to do. So uh, yeah.
3: Well, I I always wanted to collect. Sorry, God. I always wanted to collect a vampire counts army. So I'm going to say marry, so I can marry (laughs) into one.
0: (laughs) It sounds like we're avoiding him. Oh no. Yeah, this is a dead 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 tie, tie, isn't it? Three way tie. Uh, it looks like we just yeah, throw him onto the fire and
2: uh, um,
0: de facto
3: avoid. Wow, de
0: facto avoid because you know, indecisive at the at the party. He's there drinking. You're too sh- you're too shy to do anything, and then he just wanders yeah. off. Uh, Drew, I think it's your last choice.
1: Mm, I mean, I, I think I'd have to go with the the biggest daddy of them all, which is Archeon, the Ever Chosen. Mm.
2: is it, mm. it six, I mean this is very much no. Sigmar is opposite number but he's got a really
1: cool Yeah, so you don't really know what he looks like which it's like when you're at school and like somebody's got a car this is true and therefore they're immediately more <laughs> impressive and dateable
2: hmm <laughs> I mean that's, I that's a <laughs> universal thing really, right? But if Archeon <laughs> was in no, school I should I should
3: write I have a car on my head profile.
0: I have a three-headed
2: horse. <laughs> With wings.
1: With wings. Um well, the thing is
2: this is a snog for me.
1: It's nothing else. It's bragging. I want to, to know if the
2: helmet stays like... on.
3: That that would that would be uh, Archaon's uh, hinge profile. The helmet stays on. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah, he seems like a dangerous one, so I think just a little peck <laughs> on the cheek from me. Maybe oh. not. Maybe not quite a snog. I, I I see. He doesn't have much to like un- in the Marry camp. He's got the Varan spire, but that place looks like a bit yeah. of a shithole when you compare it to. Sigmar's realm, which is why he's trying to get in, to touch all of Sigmar's stuff.
2: <laughs> it's a lot... Look, it's a, it's a lot... It's a lot of real gentrified. Yeah, I guess area. that Sigmar
0: has really gentrified his place. Not to be sniffed at. So it might be quite pricey to get, like, even just like a
1: beer, it's whereas leading in into the baron Spire... Uh, tech billionaire again, isn't it? For Sigma, which is definitely off-putting.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe I want to revise my
3: Sigmar thing. No, I don't... <laughs> no, because... Yeah, we'll we'll get it from from your scheme. Yeah, that's that's the, that's
0: the whole point of the scheme. We need to commit to that whereas yeah, but like this Varen spire deal is just kind of the bit where I'm not cool with it. There's like all these horrible gangs underneath.
2: <laughs> yeah, he probably turns you into a chaos spawn afterwards. Well, it's not a risk I'm willing to that's take. A risk I'm willing I think you can take.
3: leave his hat on and he can leave the rest of his armour on, and I'm going to avoid him. It's
0: Tom Jones one <laughs> so sack.
2: You... Were you tentative, Snog, James? Or...
0: Yeah, I was a peck on the cheek. I want to keep him on side.
3: Oh, yeah. that... oh. Snog's what won it.
1: Are we going to have a bonus for three and two chimp? Favorite okay, Nagash? okay.
3: Oh god! I thought oh, you was going to say yeah. chimp. It's like Hi. he's not an AOS character. He is to yeah, me. <laughs>
2: I don't know about the guy. Just, like he seems really dedicated to his work. You know, not sure if he's really marriageable material <laughs> or snoggable material. Doesn't have lips.
3: Well, I, I I've I fully internalized Chimp's pet theory about him, mm. which is that he is a volcell, uh, and thus. Snog is completely off the cards. Uh Snog. Um and yeah, I don't want to marry that guy. I I, I don't want to hear the Skeletor laugh every morning.
0: <laughs> he's just a Yeah, he's like AOS is in cell, he's awful. I don't like him. So
2: Chip like upset, but I think the is, think is a go avoid, isn't he?
3: It is a unanimous support. <laughs> He's
0: the, you know, he just like ruins
3: every. He's a good character. I just don't want to, you know, spend my yeah, life with every him. Every
0: time he shows up, he just messes up, insults someone, doesn't understand, like, why everyone hates him, and uh, doesn't learn. So I'm not here to educate.
3: Also, as a, as a Skaven player, I feel like I should be against his plans. So there you go. Perfect. So
0: Nagash is out. So it looks like we're shacking up with Sigmar.
3: In order to snog him to death.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Alrighty then. I'm going to move right on and we're going to go to the uh, outros because we have had a long chat about all sorts of things. And uh, it's always good to end those things because that means you can get on with your life and do other things whilst waiting for the next episode, which we will get around to recording at some point. So, as always, you can find us at tinyplasticpeople.com. That is a website where you can find articles and fun stuff about the hobby. You can find things written by our community, and you can find other podcasts, including Three and Two. Is it Three and Two or Three and Twos? I've 3 and and 2 which is
3: because that's the results of their competitive gaming excellent
0: so uh, that is our competitive AOS focused community podcast which uh, we love and support here on the podcast and James forgets the name of so that's great (laughs) we have been tiny plastic people Drew can you tell us where you can find us
1: find us no (laughs) find find you
0: (laughs) (laughs) Were you listening to anything I said, Drew? This is the test.
3: <laughs> listening too well.
1: You can find me on Instagram at Drew underscore paints and yeah, that's the only place you can find me.
0: Brilliant.
2: Um, and Rachel? You can find me on Twitter at N-E-R-S-H-L-Y that is Nursely. Um Yeah, I've said the thing. I can, I can start talking now.
0: Perfect. You can. I will allow it. And Pete? Uh,
3: If you want to look at pictures of my many, many painted models, uh, find me on Instagram, at Fienya, uh, F-I-Y-E-N-Y-A-A. If you want to find me arguing with awful people on the internet, same handle on Twitter.
0: Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter, at Alone underscore Music, where you will see... The occasional model, but mostly be me shouting into the void about bleeps which I've made. So, uh, you can contact the Tiny Plastic People as a whole using email. Emails go to thetinyplasticpeople at gmail.com. And we are at tinyplasticpals on Twitter and Instagram. And with that, I have been James. It has been a lovely evening with Drew, Pete and Rachel. So. With that, shall we say goodbye? Bye. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>